every person faces a degree of fear at some point. And um, my, my, my personal um, experience is that as I've got better at overcoming fear and as I've, I've um, been able to act in spite of fear, that my goals and my dreams and my aspirations have kind of come into my life on the other side of fear. Um, I, as I was going through my notes and was looking at some of the um, some of the quotes that inspired me over the years, um, there was one by Jack Canfield, and he said, "Everything that you want is on the other side of fear." And when I look at my life, I've seen that. You know, whether it was you know being younger and trying out for sports um, or going to try to play college sports. Um, going on a church mission for me was something that I was, I was fearful. I had other aspirations and desires and there was a fear of loss. Um, that as we know, kind of the, the fear of loss is greater than the desire for gain. Nat naturally we, we are more scared to lose than, than we want the upside and it paralyzes us. I, I would say it paralyzes most people from living the life that God put them on this earth to live. And so what I want to talk to today is, is five steps, um, five practices um, of, that I've found in my life have been super applicable to overcoming fear. Um, and so n- number one, the, the, the big starting point is self-awareness. It's actually identifying that I am experiencing these emotions, um, that I am experiencing fear, um, that, that it's real, that, um, that, that I, that it's visible, that it's, it's, I can feel this in my body and not shying away from it, but actually acknowledging, man, this is a moment. Um, Pressure is a privilege. And if you can start embracing, you know, that, that fear is opportunity that those butterflies or that anxiety is opportunity to go take action and rewire in your brain, that that's the starting point. Um, and then, uh, so, so step number one is you have to acknowledge it. Um, you have to acknowledge that it's real, recognize, recognize it and accept it rather than resist it. I think so many times, um, we try to be more, bold than we are, act like it doesn't exist. And, and I, I don't think it's very helpful, like being humble enough to recognize, man, this is, a, this is big and I'm feeling this, um, for me has been helpful to put a plan in place to go attack it. Um, number two is digging into actually the foundations or the origins of fear. You know, what, what are the core things that I'm scared of and actually going to the other end and saying, you know, if this plays out, um, what's the worst that can happen? And I think so many times we're scared to even go there. Um, but what I found is when I can go to that worst case scenario and just be comfortable with it, then everything else kind of takes care, care takes care of itself. And what I've al- also found is it usually doesn't get there. Um, very, very rarely do your, do your biggest fears play out. Most of the time, um, that paralyzing emotion it stops you from actually pursuing the things that would create opportunity. And there's magic that happens in, in the action and in the spontaneity of just getting started. Uh, number three, the, the big thing that's helped me over time to step up in the moment um, is putting in the preparation in advance. The, there's the, the if you are prepared, you shall not fear 
um, statement that for, for me, I, I've found it to be true. When I put in the work, the mental and emotional work, when I visualize, when I work on the skills, when I work on the plan, when I go th- through things in my head in advance, um, when I show up to that moment, I'm not surprised and I don't get, get shaken. Mike Tyson talks about everybody having a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Um, but having that plan in place, the, what, what you know is that, that once the action starts, everything goes out the window. But at a minimum, you show up with the right temperament and the right mindset and kind of the conviction that I'm going to go do whatever it takes to go accomplish my goal. Um, number four is moving forward. Um, motion creates emotion. Um, actually getting momentum and moving forward. It's amazing how doing the thing that you fear most is the death of fear itself. And, and I found this to be true. Um, I, the, I started doing a practice in 2022 of cold plunging. And it was this simple practice every single morning of waking up. And uh, the, the reason that it was so profound, I was watching a Huberman podcast and he talks about the, the benefits of cold plunging are two things. The, the first one is physical. There's, there's all sorts of physical benefits that come from, um, you know, re- reduction in inflammation, you know, the release of certain endorphins and hormones, um, at like physically changing your body fat from white fat to brown fat and burning, um, longer during the day, actually using fat as a, as an energy source. But the emotional benefits are equally, if not more as impactful for me personally. There's never a day where I actually want to do that thing in the morning. There, there's never a day where I'm craving it. And and specifically what I found is I have more courage in the morning than I do at night. And so that, that, that's been insightful for me to realize that um, as I get fatigued, as I get tired, that my courage diminishes. Um, Vince Lombardi has a famous quote that says fatigue makes a coward out of all men. And, and so actually putting yourself and emotionally training to do things that scare you or do things that are hard has allowed me to get in the habit of taking action um, when I don't want to take action. And I think that particular practice or that particular skill has added more value for my life than almost anything else um, in my life is, um, when I am fearful or when I have anxiety that my, my antidote to that is to take massive action. And so with, with cold plunging, um, I'll, I'll get in the water. I'll put my head under the water. The reason I put my head under is that it's more painful. And so the, it doesn't have that much uh, to do with physical benefits but making yourself uncomfortable and doing the hard thing consistently, it actually builds this confidence that I can do hard things. Um, and, and when they pop up, that those opportunities kind of resurface and you're able to, to go readdress. I remember um, early on in my career, I, I went down to Utah County to go play baseball. And I ended up getting cut from the baseball team. It, it was like the hardest moment. If, if you would have told me, you know, what was the worst thing that could happen to you? It would have been me getting cut from the team. It was, it was so much of my identity was being tied to being an athlete and being a baseball player. Um, 
And as I transitioned from kind of being a, a kid to growing up and having to go provide for myself, um, I realized that I did not have any marketable skills that were worth any money in the, in the physical world, in the market. Um, couldn't, couldn't get a, a job that was paying more than 10 or 10 or $12 an hour. And so it created kind of this fear and anxiety of how am I going to take care of myself? How am I going, how am I going to provide? And I remember, um, going out, um, having, having a friend that had gone out and sold door to door, he'd sold satellites door to door and making this decision that, um, I'm going to go out and I'm going to sell and I'm going to go get this skill set. So there's this hope, there's this desire, but the fear was still there. And as I, you know, as I was away from it, it was easier just to address, but as time got closer, that's where it crept up. And I, I remember the first time where it really hit me was I was driving to Des Moines, Iowa by myself in this forerunner. And I'm driving through these cornfields, driving across the country. And that was where um, these voices in my head just started coming in, just saying like, what are you doing? You're, you're, you've got no money in your bank account. You've never done this before. You don't know half the people that you're going out here to work with. And, and these kind of, these not productive voices are coming to my head as I'm physically driving to this area. And as I got to Des Moines, Iowa, um, getting out in my car, going out, doing the hard thing every single day, making a commitment to be on the doors every day, just like cold plunging, that habit and that consistency of kind of doing the thing that I didn't want to do every single day. And over the course of 108 days, that thing that was so hard and also so terrifying, which was rejection, you know, um, people telling me no over the course of 108 days, um, it went from something that I was scared of to something that did not bother me at all. And emotionally, I, I became more emotionally fit. I remember that summer, the peaks and the valleys being so extreme um, that the, when, when I was high, I was really high. You know, I, I remember getting a cell or getting a couple cells and coming home and just fist pumping in my car and just literally being elated um, that I'd had such a good day and then having a tough day and just being in the tank or even just waking up low and me not having the tools or the skills to emotionally be able to deal with those, those peaks and valleys. But what I found is over the course of the summer, the highs weren't as high and the lows weren't as low. And when I got to the end of that summer and, um, I was able to kind of drive home, it's one of the most proudest, one of the moments that I'm the most proud of. Um, and I could feel just this pride and also this confidence and this certainty. And it was the opposite of fear. It was absolute certainty knowing that I've got a skill set um, that at any given time in life, if things get bad, that I can go create, you know, I can go create money out of thin air just by using my skill set and selling. And that was an example of using preparation and, and actually like repetition and skill and habit to go get, get the confidence and get the certainty to be able to go out and um, accomplish the thing that I set out to accomplish. And th this is what I found in that moment is that there's thresholds of control. There's, there's, there's degrees of confidence. And at that moment, I was confident that I could go sell. But then there's a whole nother degree of can I manage or can I, you know, continue to grow within this organization? 
And what I found every, every time I try to level up and every time I step out of that comfort zone is where that fear and anxiety and doubt and uncertainty kick in. And, and this recipe of identifying that, hey, I'm uncomfortable and actually reframing those thoughts um, to know that discomfort is a privilege, pressure is a privilege, um, that I can do hard things, that I can do new things. Um, just that mindset and having this productive mindset has allowed me to go kind of be bad at things until you get good at things. And then the last one that, that I would say is reflecting um, and, and celebrating the wins. Um, you know, in the, in the Bible and in the scriptures, it talks so much about remembering. And I, and I think it's so important to, to go back and to remember and to remember the good and to remember the, the times in our life where we succeeded, where we did hard things, where we stepped up to the challenge. And what I've found is when I can be aware um, and celebrate and acknowledge all of the successes that I've had in the past, it gives me confidence that I can go do hard things in the future. But when I, when I haven't taken that time to to remember all of the successes, then potentially the fear and the doubt the doubt get exaggerated. And so there's a couple of couple of quotes that um, I want to share before I cap this thing off. Um, there's an Aristotle quote that says, "He who has overcome fear will truly be free." I think about the the lack of freedom and the paralyzing effect of fear. And all of us have either been this person um, or know people that live their life in fear and doubt, and it creates a very small life. It, it limits your ability to go navigate, to go try new things and step on new paths and be a new person. Because of that fear and anxiety and doubt, you, 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 you pigeon your, pigeonhole yourself into a small corner. You paint yourself into a small corner but the opposite of that is true. Um, if you can get to the point where you can overcome fear, where you can actually act in spite of fear, which is ultimately what courage is, um, then, then you're truly free and every opportunity is on the table. Um, I, talk, I was on a podcast the other day and I talked about this principle of you know, your personal philosophy and having this mindset or this identity. And for me, some of those core themes of my identity is, you know, is spiritual. It's saying that I, like, I believe that I'm a son of God. I believe that I have divinity in me. And if that's true, I have tremendous potential and that I can do anything that I set out to accomplish. And it's not that it's easy um, but that I have the potential within me. And so I think, you know, having this belief that you were born to do great things matters a lot. And to be self-aware that, you know, your potential is unlimited. And the only thing that's limited is our self-limiting beliefs. A um, couple more um, inspiring quotes on the, the topic that light me up. Uh, this is by Nelson Mandela. It says, courage is not the absence of fear but the triumph over it. Um, a brave man is not one that does not feel afraid, but he who, um, who conquers fear. And so I, you know, I think we confuse somebody that's fearless or somebody that just um, is able to show up in those moments. And we kind of say, you know, that person doesn't feel it. And it's actually not true. 
Um, there's a difference between feeling it and doing it anyway and being paralyzed by it. Um, another experience that I had that, um, it was so, um, obvious to me, the effects of fear. I remember I I was 24 years old. I was working for a company and was doing extremely well in my career. I was moving up the ladder. Um, I was excited. I was making more money than I'd ever made. I was having more opportunities than I ever could have dreamed that, you know, kid from a small town could have. And in 2007, it was just a chain of events that was just so rough in the, in the course of two or three months. Um, I was working for a company and the company ended up going out of business. Um, my employer, um, and a guy I really looked up to end up stealing my money, um, literally asked me for my last hundred grand and, and stole it from me. Like just took it, never made a payment, never paid it back. Um, and the businesses and the investments that I'd done, I realized really quick that I wasn't near as smart as I thought I was. And I got exposed kind of when the market had switched. So in the, in the course of three or four months, I went from riding high to losing, you know, my, my savings, um, having my investments disappear and losing my employment. And I, it wasn't just me. It was everybody that worked at that company with me. And we ended up, um, all of us were kind of like scrambling to go find our way. And I remember um, the difference in kind of what happened. It, it was almost like this science experiment. And you had hundreds of people that were in this environment that went and worked at different companies. And for some of them, it was their finest hour. And that when their back was against the wall, they rose up, they took massive action, they focused on what they could control, they executed. And there was others, like a, another group, you know, that just absolutely was paralyzed and could not take action. And the outcomes in life, as I look back, um, that was just this like fog of war moment for me at 24 years old. But it's actually one of the most defining moments that I've ever had in my life because I, I learned so much about myself. And in that moment, it wasn't that I wasn't scared. Um, but I focused on my circle of influence. I focused on what I could control. I made a plan. And then I just religiously went after that plan as hard as I could go after that plan and work myself out of a bad situation. And ultimately, like if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have had the momentum to move on to the next step and the next step and the next step. And so, you know, I've, I've experienced this, that, you know, circumstance doesn't make the man or builds him to himself. And in those moments, you know, you, you, you figure out kind of what you're really made of and that if you can prep emotionally for those moments and get excited for those moments, because they're all coming, they're coming to all of us, um, that when it's hard, that is our biggest opportunity, um, that it's a more productive thought than I'm a victim and that, that life is really hard right now. And so anyway, one, one last quote, um, then I'll finish up, um, it's by Eleanor Roosevelt, and she says, do one thing every day that scares you. And I think getting in the habit, getting in the physical habit of doing things that you're not comfortable or, or that, you know, are not natural for you or you're not good at. I found over the last decade that as I embrace new hobbies that I'm really bad at 
and I commit to them, that those end up being some of the things that I love the most in life and also some of the things that give me the most confidence. Um, some that just come off the top of my mind. I remember it was probably 15 years ago I started doing CrossFit and um, doing new kind of body weight movements and workouts that I wasn't comfortable with. And you can physically see when you start at what level you're at compared to everybody else and, and compared to yourself. And then over the course of time, you see yourself improve and it just gives you this confidence. And that was one that, you know, for a decade of my life gave me so much confidence because it was doing hard things every day. And also I could see that personal progress on a daily basis. Um, another one that, you know, I embraced the last four or five years. It's become one of my favorite things in the world is golf. Um, for the longest time, I just saw it as like this indulgent activity that just took up too much time. And also I was just bad at it. I was a baseball player and, and never gave it the right time. And then when I finished up at Bivent, um, I found myself, it was COVID. The world was shut down and I, you know, was kind of figuring out the next chapter of my career and I started playing golf and was so bad. You, you could not be worse than I was when I got started, but I committed to the process. And over the course of three or four years, it's become one of my most kind of the things that I cherish the most in life. And some of my best friends have come from golf. Some of our best, you know, business deals have been done on the golf course um, some of my favorite memories, some of the things I look up to, look forward to the most. And I'm still, you know, not as good as the best people, but I'm way better than I was. And it gives me confidence that I can do hard things that if I work on something long enough and I'm, I do my best that over time I get better and, and I could go on and on, um, specifically with careers, you know, the people that I look to that I admire so much are the ones that can go recreate themselves. And it's hard to recreate yourself. It's hard from going to one career to another career because you go from being, you know, consciously competent and excellent to having to start over and not be great. And I think, you know, for all of us, it's terrifying. And again, you know, the things that I'm the most proud of in life end up being the things that are hard and the things that challenge me and the things that I committed to and worked through and overcame. So anyway, that's my message for you guys today, um, that fear is real, that all of us experience fear and anxiety, that it's debilitating if you let it be debil debilitating. But it's also that everything that we want in life, all the great things that we want in life are on the other side of fear, and that if we can go persist through the fear, that if we can act boldly and act bravely, that uh, we'll be very proud and we'll have the confidence and we'll have the conviction to go do the bigger things that, you know, what I feel is God put us on this earth and that we were born to do. Um, and that fear is that paralyzing, um, damning thing that stops us and it, and it stops our progress and that that faith and that action and that certainty and that moving forward are the, the recipe to kind of moving past fear and overcoming fear. So thank you guys for listening. 